today on Hardwired. So how do you develop that holy habit of praise? Do you know the word praise is found in the Bible at least 248 times? Now, if God said it once, we need to do it. But if it's in there 248 times, let me tell you, God likes it. There must be something to praise or he would mention 248 times. You are listening to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. Thanks for allowing us to share this time with you. It's our favorite time of the day where we get to hang out together and hear about how the truth of God's Word can make a huge difference as it's hardwired into your life, your relationships, and your future. You may be stuck in traffic or maybe even stuck in life. Either way, today's message is going to help you get on the right track as you learn how much God loves you right where you are. And if for any reason you have to break away before the end of the program, you can always catch it at our website, hardwired.org. That's hardwired.org. So let's go ahead and get right into today's message. Here's Pastor Jeff to set it up for us. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Hardwired. Thank you so much for joining us. Last time we were together, we started a brand new series that I've called The Praise Zone. We're learning about praising God. You know, the book of Psalms is just one great big hymn book. Learning how to praise, David encouraging us to praise. David was a praiser and a worshiper. And all through the Bible, not just David, but all the Bible characters, they worshiped God. They were praisers. They knew how to enter his gates with thanksgiving in his courts with praise. And often praise was the weapon that delivered them from trial and the attacks of the enemy. So today, let's get into it again on the praise zone and let's talk about entering into his courts with praise. I can't wait to share it with you. It's gonna bless you. Let's go right to it. It's amazing to me what Jesus said. He said that God's actually hunting for something. The almighty God who created the world is looking for something. And Jesus told us what it was. He said, the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit, that means in the Holy Spirit, and in truth, the truth that is in Jesus. True worshipers will worship in spirit and truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. Now, if God's looking for something, I want him to find it with me, amen? If the God who loved me and sent his son to die for me is looking for something, I want him to find it in my life. So I want to be a praiser. I want to be a worshiper. And it's so important that we do learn to enter into his presence. I believe in practicing the presence of God. I don't believe we ought to just sense his presence once a week at church and then go out and live in battle and defeat and fatigue all week long. I believe that God wants us to experience his presence all day, every day, and we ought to walk into church on Saturday or Sunday filled with the Holy Spirit where it just flows out immediately. Because all week long, we praised him and worshiped him. And that takes practice. That takes willing it. That takes a decision. If we'll make that decision, God will bless us. Now, last week, I used the illustration of a ladder with three steps. The first step, the bottom step, is thanksgiving. We enter his gates with thanksgiving. Second step, praise. We go on into his courts 
praising him for who he is. The third step, worship, which is the highest level of expressed affection towards God. And at the top of that ladder on that third step, we are in the presence of God. For the Bible says he inhabits, he lives in, he dwells in, he makes his home in the praises of God's people. Can you imagine God making his home in your life because there's so much praise and worship coming out of you? God wants to be worshiped and we need to worship him. Amen? So let's learn about praise today. What is praise? How do you practice praise? And how can we develop the holy habit of praising the Lord as a way of life? You know, there's bad habits, they ruin you. There's good habits, they bless you. I call good habits holy habits. A holy habit is the gift that keeps on giving. If you've got the habit of prayer, it's going to keep on blessing you. If you've got the habit of worship, it's going to keep on blessing you. If you've got the habit of attending the fellowship of God's people, it's going to keep on blessing you. There is a verse in Corinthians where Paul actually talks about people who have addicted themselves to ministering to other people. A holy habit. So how do you develop that holy habit of praise? Do you know the word praise is found in the Bible at least 248 times? Now, if God said it once, we need to do it. But if it's in there 248 times, let me tell you, God likes it. There must be something to praise or he would mention 248 times. I believe that praise is universally practiced by God's creation. God created a praising creation. When Jesus was coming into Jerusalem on the donkey for the first Palm Sunday, he's coming in and all the people are throwing palm branches down in front of him and going on and on about him and saying, Hosanna, Hosanna to the highest and worshiping him and praising him. It says that the jealous Pharisees said to Jesus, you know, Jesus, you ought to stop that. That's not right, them praising you this way. And Jesus said, I'm telling you the truth. If they keep quiet, the rocks are going to cry out. Now, I don't know about you, church, but I don't want a rock to outdo me in praising God. I'm going to get the jump on rocks and I'm going to praise God. What was Jesus saying? The whole creation is wired to praise God. You can't tell me that mockingbird on the rooftop early in the morning as the sun is rising and he's letting loose with that beautiful song. You can't tell me he is just singing to the wind. He is praising God. God created a worshiping, praising creation. Listen to what Psalms 19 says. The heavens are telling about the greatness of God and the great open spaces above show the work of his hands. Day after day, they speak. Night after night, they show knowledge. There's no speaking. There's no words where their voice is not heard. Their sound has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. What is he telling us there? Inspired by the Holy Spirit, that the vast reaches of space, all the stars, all the planets, all of God's creation are preaching and teaching and telling and praising him. So praise ought to be routine for the Christian because after all, we've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. We have been brought from death to life, from lost to found. If anybody's got a song, it ought to be us. 
The psalmist said, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. And he brought me up also out of a horrible pit and out of the miry clay. And he set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And then what did he do? He put a new song in my mouth. Many shall hear of it and shall trust the Lord. So the redeemed of the Lord, it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, and let the redeemed of the Lord praise him. Can you say with me today, praise God? Praise God. You know, sometimes you got to warm up your praiser and just go out, just say it, whether you feel like it or not, say, praise God. It ought to be routine for the Christian. Listen to this. Hebrew says, through him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. You know what sacrifice of praise is? It's when you don't feel like it, but you will to do it. A sacrifice. Have you ever noticed that holy things and spiritual things are acquired tastes? Have you ever noticed that the more you pray, the more you want to, and the less you pray, the less you want to? It's the same with praise. The more you praise, the more you want to, and the less you praise, the less you want to. So there comes a point where you've got to make a sacrifice of praise. When you're walking through the valley of the shadow and you can't see any way out, that's when you make a sacrifice of praise. When you're in the burning, fiery oven of a hot trial, that's when you decide to make the sacrifice of praise. And you said, I will praise the Lord. And when you make that sacrifice of praise, the emotions follow, but you've got to will it and decide to do it and say, I'm going to be a praiser. I'm going to praise God. Let me give you an example. Yesterday, no, day before yesterday, Kathy comes running in the bedroom. What am I doing? I'm typing out this message. I'm getting ready for this message. And I had just written down something to the effect, praise him at all times. She said, Jeff, there's water coming through the ceiling. I said, what, where? She said, come quick. I went into our, one of our kids' bedrooms and they're, they're moved and gone, so we're never in there. And I opened up the closet. Here's water dripping through a light fixture. The floor was soaked. The laminate on the floor was completely warped and ruined. And I wanna tell you, nothing moved on me emotionally to praise the Lord. I didn't all of a sudden feel like, oh, hallelujah, praise God, water everywhere. My floor is ruined. I'm out hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Hallelujah, glory to God. And so I wanted to say some things that I shouldn't have. And it was like the Holy Spirit who always ruins my good times eased up and said, what were you preaching on this weekend? Yeah, okay. Lord, I praise you. I make the sacrifice, bro. You're going to work this out. Thank you. You've got all this in your hands. And I started moving in what I'm going to preach to you today. Not perfectly, but sincerely. You got to make a sacrifice of praise. Make up your mind you're going to praise God. Let the praise come from your lips. One Hebrew word for praise is halal. Halal means to be boastful, to be excited, to enjoy. It signifies a tremendous explosion of enthusiasm. See, when you worship God, it's enthusiastic. There ought to be some emotion attached to it. Listen, folks, there's nothing wrong with emotion in church. If you like it dull and boring and, and you like churches where you can ice skate to your seat, you're not going to get along in heaven because heaven is going to be filled with enthusiastic, boisterous, explosive, joyful praise. 
You might as well just warm up now and get your hands up in the air and start praising God because that's what you're going to be doing. As soon as you hit those pearly gates, praise is going to be coming out of your mouth. The Bible says God wants us to sing and praise enthusiastically in the congregation. Psalms 35, 18 says, I will give you thanks in the great assembly. Among the throngs, I will praise you. He said, I'll give you thanks in church. I'm going to thank you in church. I'm going to thank you in the gathering of God's people. God desires us to lift up and clap our hands. I want everybody to do this just for a second. Now, have you ever noticed, have you ever noticed that the hands are instruments of praise? You say, no, I really haven't, Jeff. Well, when was the last time you were at a football game? Because football fans will go in there, paint themselves green, put cheese on their head, take off their shirts in the freezing cold, and clap their hands as somebody moves a pigskin from one side of a lawn to another. But if you can do that with that, then you ought to be able to come into the house of God and use those hands to praise the Lord. Well, Pastor Jeff, I just don't like being that fanatical. Why not? If you can put cheese on your head and go to work the next day with a proud look on your face, then you can come in on a Sunday and praise God. Before Pastor Jeff comes back to wrap things up for us today, I'd like to share a couple of important things with you. Let me encourage you to take a minute and check out our website, hardwired.org. You'll find today's program along with all of Pastor Jeff's messages. There's a growing list of great things to check out at the site. So hop on over and check it out, hardwired.org. That's hardwired.org. And be sure to tell your friends about the program. We know you're being blessed by it. I'm sure your friends will be as well. We're here to reach as many people for the Lord as we can. So getting the word out will help us on this mission. And that's what this program is all about. And Pastor Jeff's back now for the conclusion of today's program. The Bible says, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with cries of joy. God desires musical instruments to be used in praise and worship. Psalms 150 says, praising with trumpets, harps, strings, cymbals. Praise Him. Now, that's a little bit about praise. Let me talk to you about music. How many in here like music? Oh, don't we love music? Music is so powerful. Music is just addictive, isn't it? We love music. Do you know the Bible has a lot to say about music? A lot. You know why? Because God made it. Music comes from three possible sources. God, Satan, and the world. Those are your three sources for music. Now, let's take satanic music for a minute. I've heard satanic music. You've heard satanic music. What is it? What is a satanic song? They are songs that blatantly glorify evil, glorify the occult, and even glorify Satan himself. I know of some of those songs, and I was going to bring a few lyrics, but I decided I can't even say what they say. And yet, many younger believers will turn on this music and listen to really satanic music. And I want to just inform you today with all the authority of the Word of God that a believer has no place ever listening to that stuff. You should never bend your ear to one lyric of a satanic song. The Bible says, what fellowship does light have with darkness? How can you groove to a tune that is dedicated to Satan? 
You ought to know something about Satan. Before he fell, he was called Lucifer, which means light bearer, a bearer of light. He was an incredible, beautiful, overwhelmingly impressive archangel. He was called the son of the morning, Lucifer, the light bearer. And the Bible intimates that he was likely the very first musician. Prophet Ezekiel goes back in time, goes past the Garden of Eden, goes way into centuries and millennia before God said, let there be man. When this archangel Lucifer existed before his fall and Ezekiel describes him, he says, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardius, topaz, diamond, beryl, onyx, jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. In other words, he was bedecked with beauty. He was an incredibly beautiful, magnetic creation of God. Now listen to what Ezekiel then inserts into the verse. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. He's literally saying that built within the infrastructure of Lucifer's body was musical instruments, timbrels and pipes. He was created to bring forth music. Apparently he led in celestial music before his heart was lifted up with pride over his great beauty and he took a third of the angels with him in his rebellion and there's no question in my mind that one of the ways he was able to persuade them to rebel was the power of music. He was charismatic. He was unbelievably appealing. So what does that tell us? That Satan fully understands the power of music and he uses it to indoctrinate, seduce, and lure the unsuspecting into evil. I'm going to tell you, when I was in the drug culture before I was saved as a teenager, music was the Pied Piper that led me down that wide road that leads to destruction. Those lyrics and that beat and that music and the message of that song and the spirit that came through it was always at my right side, helping lead me down that way. So you're dealing with a being in the world who understands music and the power of it. And the second source of music is the world. Songs from the world can be either positive or negative. They can be good or bad. Positive worldly songs can be about wholesome things like life and children, God's creation, legitimate love between a man and a woman. Almost every popular song throughout history has been about love between a man and a woman. Negative worldly songs, on the other hand, promote depression, Hopelessness, immorality, suggestive lyrics, a spirit comes through those songs and that music that lures into the world, negative worldly songs. Now, I'm going to tell you, I believe that Christians can be entertained with positive worldly songs, but not a steady diet of positive worldly songs because they don't edify, they don't build you up in the spirit. They are not spiritual songs from the Holy Spirit. They are worldly. So I listen to Golden Oldies. I listen to 98.7 and I was dismayed last night to find most of my congregation had no idea where that was. <laughs> it's the Golden Oldies station. And there's a lot of good stuff about love and life and, you know, and they're harmless, but I don't feed on it 
as a steady diet because there's another kind of song, another kind of music, and it's called godly music. Godly music is filled with thanksgiving, praise, and worship toward God. Godly music teaches sound doctrine and encourages noble, holy, good, and righteous living. That's what sound, godly music does. Praise and worship music is the best type of music to listen to. Listen, if your house is under an oppression, if your house is under attack, if your children are under attack, your finances, your marriage, one of the best things you can do is turn off ABC, NBC, CBS, and all the rest of them, close People Magazine, find some praise music, crank it up, and let it fill your house. Because praise music brings the Holy Spirit into your home. Music and praise are so important that the Bible gives we believers very, very clear instructions on it. Listen to this powerful verse. I read this week and it hit me in a way that I haven't been hit by it in a long time. Listen to this powerful verse, Ephesians 5.18. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Amen. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now he's given us a choice. You can be drunk with wine or you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, we have dogs and I've seen many, many times I can throw a fake bone to one of my dogs and they'll snatch up that fake bone and look at me like, thanks, master, and the tail will wag and all of that. But while they've got that fake bone, if I throw down a real steak bone with real meat on it, they don't even pray about it. They smell that steak. They drop the fake bone and grab the real thing immediately. My dogs have more sense than some people. Because listen, there is something better than wine, better than alcohol, better than drugs, better than immorality, better than what this world has to offer. And it is being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now he says here, Let me tell you how to get filled or be filled, be continually being filled with the Spirit. He says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing, all the men in here say singing. And making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now notice Paul mentions three kinds of songs. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Well, we know all about the Psalms. The longest book in the Bible is the book of Psalms. And it's essentially a huge hymn book. The book of Psalms is the hymn book of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. So the book of Psalms isn't just inspired in a way that we would say that a musician was inspired to write a song, but it means the book of Psalms is God breathed. God breathed out the instructions and the encouragements and the exhortations that are in the book of Psalms telling us how to worship and how to praise and encouraging us to live a life like that, to live in the praise zone. The English word psalms is from the Greek word psalmoi, and it means a striking of a finger on a stringed instrument using music. And they overwhelmingly encourage us to praise God. Listen to Psalms 150. Praise the Lord. Can everybody say with me? Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary here. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise the Lord. Verse six says, let everything that breathes 
praise the Lord. Amen. So Paul tells the New Testament church, I want you to sing the Psalms. I want you to praise him with Psalms because that's the Holy Spirit songbook. And then we're to praise him with hymns. What's a hymn? It's simple. A song in honor of God. That's what a hymn is. A song written to honor God. And I was amazed to find that Jesus loved singing hymns. One day he told his disciples, I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. I would love to know what that hymn was. That would be the all-time best-selling hymn in all of history. But Jesus sang a song written to honor God. You've been listening to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. It would mean the world to us to know how the program has helped you today. So take a quick minute and give us a call, 877-884-3111. Or you can connect with us at our website, hardwired.org. And if you enjoy the program as much as we love bringing it to you, let us know by your generous support. It would really mean a lot to us. There are daily costs associated with the program. And we truly do depend on the faithful financial support of our listeners like you to allow us to be on this station. So please consider partnering with us today with your gifts to this ministry. You can call us at 877-884-3111 or go to the website hardwired.org. Again, call 877-884-3111 or at our website hardwired.org. Thank you for your loyal partnership, as we couldn't do this without you. And finally, Pastor Jeff is the founder and senior pastor of the vibrant Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. If you're ever in the area, we hope you'll stop by and say hi. And let us know that you listen to the program. That would really make our day. And Pastor Jeff would love to meet you personally, too. So till next time, have a great day. And thanks so much for listening to Hardwired.